celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And Judy is screening your calls at 1-866-405-8405 for animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trader Alan Cable, or Dr. Debbie. On the big show today, for the season of stars, Jamie Farr. I'm sorry, I just uh, I checked out for like just a tenth of a second right there. I forgot who it was. Jamie Farr, Klinger from MASH. The cross-dress. I don't think he's done anything since. Oh, speaking of cross-dressing, Joey Villani in today with... I, I see that, you know, you've lost a lot of weight, but you haven't got a new wardrobe yet. The pants that you're wearing look like they're about to fall off. The shirt looks like it's about to fall. It looks... You look... You drown in your well, shirt. Well, I was coming here. You know, it's it's it, it's not like we're in front of, you know, a live studio audience here. I mean, if, if people were watching me, then, you know, I figured I can come... You know, dressed um, a little bit down, dressed there. How? So it's right. not, it's not lack world. of a wardrobe. When I go out in the real world, I I got clothes that actually fit. And in case anyone is wondering how come I sound so good today, is because <laughs> our master had me on a tight leash and sent me an email that said that I better keep my lip closer to the mic because <laughs> I am, um, you know, it doesn't sound. You know, I'm too cracking good. the so whip around you. So I'm like a dog. I'm like a dog whistle today. Okay, you can hear me loud. And clear, baby. You do sound absolutely <laughs> phenomenal today. I'll just tell you that right now. And uh, the master is much happier because of that. You're used to TV anyway. No, he actually he glued my bottom lip, the bottom lip to the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy glue. This will come off, right? <laughs> no, you're stuck. Here. Sometime. Let's see. Stacy Cohen, of course, she is in her very own news booth. She refuses to uh, join us. Join us. Here. Yes. She's it, a smart one. What are you working on? You wonder, you know, you wonder about people sometimes. Sure. Why would somebody dress up as a goat and then go hang out with them? Maybe they were oh, doing a, an intensive study or something, uh, some type of scientific thing. Or maybe they're just crazy. Well, there's a guy that's been hanging out in Utah, living with the goats, dressed as one. I'll tell you why and how they found him, coming up on Animal Radio News. All you had to do was say Utah. Yep. I saw that story. I love that story. The goat man, he lives with the goats. He's one with the goats. One with the goats. Yes. Yes. Well, that's a sheep, isn't Not it? Not bad. Yeah. I don't know. They both he, him and the deer urine guy are friends. Are they really? Uh, this is good oh, to know. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff you'll only find out right here on Animal Radio. one 405 Joey Villani, what are you going to be working on today? I am going to give you some real good grooming secrets if your dog gets a little irritation or brush burn. How to take care of it with something that you probably have in your bathroom. Probably hmm. Toothpaste? No, not okay. toothpaste, not toothpaste. But I bet if you look under your sink, most households will have some Preparation H? talk about. I'm just thinking what's on um, my Preparation H. Um, That's actually yeah, that, on my countertop. work for other things, though, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> a toaster? Also on my show today. Did I say my show? That is so Freudian. That's so weird. Yeah, it's the really, master. I, I'm like... <laughs> the master. I told you. It's, you the know, master. we're done with this. The, the, the fact master. of the matter is I'm taking credit for what really is, you know, Dr. Debbie and Alan Cable and dog father Joey Villani and animal communicator Joey Turner. And I do that very well. Thank you very much. Also on the you know, show... You left... Wait, hold on. No, no, no. You left that the, probably the most important person in the whole show. The, the That's one right. That, that makes Judy. sure that everything happens here. Exactly. Judy, I don't know. I would, I would give him a good shot if I was 
was you. Will do. She she was busy on yeah, the phone. Yeah, I was on the phone. I don't know what you're talking about, uh, but she's okay. She's screening calls. <laughs> I'm, I've got two conversations going on. The one she's here a multitasker. In the and the one on the phone. I'll know. tell you, she is a genius. You know, she doesn't get the credit that, you know, all these celebrities that we have for the season of stars. Look, he's trying to recover now. He's that trying to recover. Her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy, boy. Because you, you didn't hear what he said, so you, know, you had no respect there. I stood up for you. Though. I just want you to know that I took care of it. Well, thank you, Joe. Us, us Joyzians got to stick together. You know, we're like one big That's happy right. family, you know, brothers and sisters. Yeah. Uh, also on the show today, if you've ever lost your dog or cat, listen up. There's brand new statistics out. The ASPCA did one of those surveys where they pick up the phone blindfolded and they just dial random numbers. And the numbers they got through, they asked these people. What do they ask them? Oh, they asked them if they ever lost their pets. You know, I've had animals all my life, too, and I've never lost a pet. Never lost a pet? You, you know, it's, it, I think it's all that's negligence plays a big part in all that. Because it's the same way, Judy. I, yeah. You know, I don't lose pets. How and, do you um, lose I don't a pet? know how you do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I know where my pets are. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and Dr. Debbie all answering your questions. 1-866-405-8405. It is toll free. And Miss Stacy Cohn working hard in the newsroom. What's going on, girlfriend? You know, I went on vacation uh, about a week ago, uh-huh. and I got to tell you, I could not wait to get home to my dogs. I had a great time <laughs> on vacation, but there's just something about playing with my dogs. I just love to play with my dogs. But according to a recent survey, more than 80% of Americans don't put enough playtime into their lives. Huh. And if Americans could choose between their dog and their spouse to play with, who do you think they would pick? <laughs> I'll tell you. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Well, of course, I think that's it would, an easy one. Yeah, that is out. an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> My dog never complains or bitches or moans or. Anything like that. That's why I like playing with my dog. Well, they don't talk. You know, they know how to talk. They just opt not to. They're smart enough not to. That's what I figured out. Actually, I'm reading a really great book right now, uh, Do Dogs Dream by Stanley Corrin. Is he going to be on the show? Yeah, he's coming up in about a week or two. He might even be next week. Oh, next really? Week. Their vision. I did. I was. I thought they had really great vision, but apparently they don't. They have 20-75 vision. What we see at 75 feet, they have to be at 20 feet to see. And uh-huh. also, this whole color thing, all the mysteries put to rest right here. They do not see red. And when you see, we have these big red toys. I know Ladybug has these red toys, and we throw them in the grass, and then she passes them, and we sort of make a joke about it. It's because she can't tell the difference. The red looks a little gray-green. Well, I guess I'll wait till he comes on the show because I don't know too much. Well, I, I, I am, you know, so I'm not scientific, but you think all the sighthounds out there? I thought that was the whole thing, is because they could see so damn good. Well, you know, I think what it is, it's you know, the movement. See, they see movement. They see very the well. movement. They, gotcha. They oh, see sense. flickers on the television. You know, yeah. you you see all these things about dog TV and all these videos. That truthfully, they see flickers. And I'll tell you more. Actually, Stanley Corinne will tell you more about that. Uh, that's a totally different show. That <laughs> off on a tangent there. Today, Jamie Farr from Mash. If you remember, Jamie Cleaner. Farr. Cleaner, oh yeah. Yes. yeah that, the, Jamie Farr was the um the the the, the, the cross dresser, right? There yes, he go. was. Cross <laughs> And uh, he'll be joining us after he makes his uh, way over from Chick Fil A today. I understand. Also, I just got off the phone with truck driver Terry, and he wanted to know if all the women on the show are as good looking as they sound. And I am here to say they are better looking than they sound. Oh. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uh, 
you know, yes, he, they are. They are. He said he tuned into TLC when we were on TLC, right, to check the women out, Uh-oh. and only saw me because I guess the women ended up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, he was very disappointed. <laughs> he, he well, said, who did that? Well, who was in charge of that ugly decision. woman there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got to do something for her. Yes, we do. We're going to go to the phones at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Joey, what are you talking about today? What's your tip of well, the week? If, if your dog has a little irritation, they're itching their ass off, I got a good tip for you. Right from the groomer's tack box. I had that problem when I was a kid, and it turned out I had worms. <laughs> Did you scoot along the carpet? Actually, it was awful. I scratched and scratched and scratched and scratched, and then and one day one of the worms came out, and that's how I found out. I was like nine years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put your fingers in your mouth. Let's hit the phones. one 405 this time for Dr. Debbie, we have Deb calling from Hawaii. Hey, Deb, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? What's going on? Well, my cat's got an abscess on his foot. I think he got bit by another cat. I wasn't sure to begin with. And when he first presented, it was really, really swollen, and he was limping and stuff. So I gave him some homeopathic remedy. Um, then the next day, I realized that he'd licked around the wound, and you could see a puncture wound. So then I started soaking it with hot water and trying to squeeze it out, and I was squeezing pus out. And so I did that for two or three days, and the swelling went down a lot. Of course, he didn't like it, you know, because I'm sure it hurt a little. And so I squeezed all the pus out as much as I could, and then it turned clear. So I kept continuing to do that. In the meantime, he kept feeling better and stuff. So now it got to a point where all the pus had come out, but there was still some liquid coming out it was just clear liquid basically okay and a little bit of marble size left over and now it's healed over and okay I can't get any more out so it's still about a little bit of marble size but it seems like it's going down a little bit and he he feels fine you know he's fully energetic okay so Deb, is there a reason that you haven't gotten this kitty on antibiotics and seen a vet um i just haven't really seen a need for it to do that because i've talk to other people and they say you know pretty much it's going to have to run its course anyway okay so i'm a fan of definitely um minimalistic treatment if it is appropriate and what you're describing when we have a swollen body part where there's actually pus coming out that is for me a number one indication when we need to seek antibiotic therapy now the small little cuts scratches um, things like that yeah i'm a fan of superficial treatment using something like vetricin just a little bit of wound care but once you have swelling under the skin redness warmth to the tissue issues, once you have that for more than 12 hours, you've got an established infection or cellulitis. So we need to get that kitty on antibiotics. And um, while I'm glad he's feeling okay, in your opinion, normally with kitties in this situation, when they have a really swollen, pussy body part, antibiotics within 24 to 36 hours, this will be done and gone. So, um, you know, it's a missed opportunity to expedite the healing in your pet. Um, not too late, and I would certainly still see about getting this kitty on some medication. And there's a lot of ways we can do that. Some There's even an injectable antibiotic in cats that you just give once, and it lasts for several weeks, so you don't have to keep redosing. Anything, I think, in this point um, would be helpful to, to see this to resolution. Um, and uh, again, you just uh, 
you know, pain control is another big thing. Once we get to these red, swollen, painful things, I was almost sent to the hospital for a cat bite. And a lot of times what happens with these wounds that kitties and dogs get is the skin will seal over very quickly and it traps that bacteria and the infection under the skin. So while, yes, we do need to get that infection out and liberated, um, we also have to treat it at its core. And uh, antibiotics are definitely indicated for these type of situations. So um, I, I would just encourage you to see that, um, at least get some of that basic care that, that we need to get going. And then you can supplement that with the home care, um, the wound care soaks and so forth on top of that. Does that make sense? Well, it, it makes sense, but he um, it is not hot and it isn't red. Okay. Well, we're past that point now, but as I said, once we have pus, pus is a yellow, it's white. Once we have that thick exudate coming out of the skin, that is an established infection. So that's the point where we really should be intervening with antibiotics. My goal as a veterinarian is to help preserve suffering in pets. So I want to make sure that we get the best help we can as early as possible and for the most appropriate situation. So um, that would be my recommendations. And just in you know the future... Uh, for those small cuts and scrapes, I like that approach. I think that's a very good proactive approach. Um, but there's a time you need to pick up that phone and see the veterinarian. Okay, now what were you suggesting for those small scratches you mentioned? Um, there's a product um, that I use a lot in the office, um, and I know some of the other fans of the show use. It's called Vetricin. It's a topical spray that um, does not contain antibiotics. It does not contain any harsh chemicals, and it kills um, bacteria and uh uh, other organisms very rapidly with an application. So you can use that for those little oops, cuts, scrapes, um, and not meant so much for wound flushing um, in that instance, but for the topical things. So I hope that helps, Deb, and uh, give your kitty a, a good pat on the head, um, and I hope he's back to feeling his old feline self uh, very soon. one 405 Animal Radio is brought to you by New from Bayer Animal Health. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours. Canine Advantage 2 for dogs only repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Both products are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are registered trademarks of Bayer. Provide your pet protection from biting pests with an easy once-a-month application. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours on cats and dogs. Canine Advantage 2, for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are available at your veterinarian or favorite pet specialty retailer and are registered trademarks of Bayer. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. 
There's no doubt that it's a great time to be alive. Our grandparents could only imagine smartphones, GPS tracking, robotic vacuums, and the litter robot. Yes, I said the litter robot. Technology that automatically cleans the litter box for you. No more nasty litter boxes to stink up the house and always a clean, safe place for your kitties to do their business. It's so efficient and earth-friendly that you'll use half the litter, saving both time and money. And the litter robot doesn't need any special waste receptacles, chemicals, or plumbing. Just use your favorite clumping litter. This is how it works. Seven minutes after your cat uses the litter robot, the patented litter sifting system automatically empties the waste directly into a bag-lined waste drawer, leaving a clean bed of litter for the next use. We know you'll love it so much, we offer a 90-day guarantee. You're on the cutting edge of technology, so why are you still cleaning the litter box the old-fashioned way? Step up to the self-cleaning litter robot, available online at litterrobot.com. That's litter-robot.com. Good day, Animal Radio listeners. It's Vinnie Penn, your party animal, coming at you. Uh, I wanted to t- relay a little story to you, maybe get some, some advice from you. I've got new neighbors next door, and there was like major construction going on in, in their yard. Um, I know this for a fact because my wife spent four hours in the afternoon just peeking through the curtains. Uh, and staring at what they're doing. Any upgrades to any house in the area, the wives are all like, huh? did you see the new steps? Three doors now? Those are beautiful. Beautiful stone. Did you see the new curtains across the street, three doors to the left? No, I, I don't see these these things, but the women do. God bless them. But this was major construction. Uh, come to find out they're putting in a koi pond in their yard. It was really beautiful, if you ask me. They had nice slate, and the water's going to be running. They're filling it with fish. And I spoke with the neighbor, uh, introduced myself and spoke with him. It looked beautiful. I love the sound of the running water. I love the sound of the fountain. And uh, the fish he described to me sounded beautiful. But when I la- it, it took me a while. It wasn't until later when it dawned on me, uh, why not just mail an invitation out to foxes? Uh, perhaps some ba- there's been some bear sightings in, in this particular part of Connecticut. Uh, why not just let every, uh, every animal in the area know that uh, you've got a happy hour buffet and uh, they can just cut right on through my yard to get to it? So I brought this up to um, a guy I know whose brother is big into fish. We, we have fish ourselves right now. The kids love the fish. It's going to break their heart when they look out the window and they basically see something we stumble upon on the Discovery Channel happening next door. And he said they actually had to put a netting over it to keep the animals from from feeding on the fish. Although, what's that going to do to a fox? And you're still just going to have a bunch of neurotic, colorful fish uh, every night. You think I, w- I want to take my kids over to the pond next door to say, hey, look at the nervous wreck fish. Yeah. No, they're not cold. Uh, it is this, it's, it's beautiful out. Uh, they're trembling because they know tonight that fox is going to try to get to them again. Are these homemade ponds really a good idea? Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio, just asking questions. This is Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five eight four zero five. What was that? I got the hiccups. <laughs> You're right there, pal. I'm sorry. Right. Give you a good shot on the back or something. Yeah, if you could do that. 
Jeez, man, almost out of What's the What's that there. that flew out there? What I don't know. That? I think it was my dentures. It was a feather. <laughs> Let's uh, go to the phones. We have Wendy on the phones for Alan Cable, dog trainer extraordinaire. <laughs> Hello. Hey, I'm Wendy. glad it was the hiccups and not my phone. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on in your world? Well, I have this adorable, sweet, lovely, uh, year-and-a-half-old golden doodle. He's neutered. And lately, when I take him to the dog park, if he finds a ball, he'll get very possessive of it with the other dogs. It's not his ball? It's a, it's another no, dog's ball? No. It's one he finds, and he has plenty of toys at home, and he doesn't do that when other dogs come to my house. So he does it yeah, that's, uh, that's another uh, another kind of aggression called possessive aggression. I like to uh-huh. call that. It's, uh, it's when a dog, in the old days, when dogs were first becoming dogs, you know, they would compete for everything. They'd compete for uh-huh. their food and they compete for their sleeping place, their mates. They compete. And so uh, today, dogs often guard their food. Some of them guard where they sleep. Some of them guard their crates. Uh, some of them guard even the, the beds that their owners sleep in. So when your dog's taking a, a toy away from another dog and acting aggressive towards that dog, he's taking possession of that toy. And so you probably don't like that. You want him to stop, right? Yeah, because I'm afraid he's going to act aggressive toward, like, a pimple or something down there, you know? Yeah, take and his I don't know away. how to stop him or what, what to train him. Or <laughs> well, the simplest thing you can do is keep your dog on a leash at the dog park, okay? And do you, does your dog know the command "no bite" or "give"? Do, have you taught your dog to let yeah. go of things? Yeah, okay. yeah, I, I say let go. All right, so what you can do is you can bring your dog to the dog park on a leash, and you can actually elicit the help of another dog owner and take that toy and actually give it to your dog. Give the other dog's okay. toy to your dog, and then give your dog the command "no bite." And I believe when you do when you do training, when you do behavior modification with dogs, it's real important to reward them for for the behavior that they're doing that you want, and not reward them for negative behavior. When they're not doing what you want, you just pay no attention to them, or you actually, you know, you you just you give them a, a quick correction, like "no," you know, like that. So I, when yeah. the dog lets the toy go. You actually give the dog some praise and turn around and walk the opposite direction very fast away from the toy. And keep practicing that. The next step is to let the other dog walk over and pick up his toy while you've got the do- your dog on the leash. And when he acts calm, when he's acting calm, if he acts kooky, you turn and walk the other direction quickly, giving him a correction. Because as soon as the leash gets taut, he's going to get a major correction in his neck. And that's going to teach him that not only are you in charge, he has to be close to you, pay attention to you, and it's going to get his mind off being possessive of that toy very quickly. And, and as soon as he starts to calmly behave when other dogs come around and take their toys back or pick up toys, you give him praise, and then you let him off the leash. As soon as he's calm and not possessive, that's when you let him off the leash. Up until that point, you've got to keep him on a leash at the dog park so that you can make those corrections when he acts aggressive and other dogs' toys are around. Yeah, because this is very strange behavior because... When I've, I've um, socialized him from the day I got him as a puppy, and he used to like to go to the dog park and play with other dogs, but lately um, all he does is look for lost balls and want to play with me, and then when he's too tired of playing and doesn't want to be around other dogs, he'll take that ball and go off somewhere and guard it. Has anything happened? Any, anything? Is he, has he been attacked by another dog or, or frightened by well, other do- when, another dog? When he was growing up, because uh, um, he was smaller, the other dogs you know, would do what they do. 
um, and I, I would watch very carefully. And um, he he finally one day these three dogs went out at once, and he laid them all out one by one, faster than I've seen a pit bull move. <laughs> and That's pretty since cool. Then, since then, he hasn't had to protect himself, and he hasn't done that. Well, it's interesting what you say. He hasn't had to protect himself because you, as the pack leader, you're almost charged with protecting him. So if you're going to let your dog off a leash around other dogs, you have to be prepared to step in. And it's it's very, very careful. You have to be very careful when you do this because you don't want to get bitten. But you have to you have to learn to step in and show your dog that, yeah, you're the pack leader. You're going to protect him. Because what that does makes him anxious. When he knows okay. he has to protect you and himself, makes him very anxious. I, I have a, another neighbor. I was telling a neighbor story before, and he was watching uh, three dogs here in the neighborhood. And the dog were literally having having their way with him. They were jumping all over him. and yeah. So he called me up on the phone, and I went over there. And, and basically, every time they tried to jump on him, I just took the space away, just walked forcefully right into the dog and, and said, okay. no, down. It, it's kind of like you have to be in charge. You have to walk okay. in front of your dog. Don't let your dog walk in front of you on a leash at your side or behind you. Don't let your dog enter the house before you. And when you bring your dog around other dogs, watch the body language of the other dogs. If you see any sign of aggression, Put yourself between your dog and those dogs. Not not when they're biting and attacking, but take the space away from the other dog. Take that space. Be the pack leader. Be- so he he thinks that he's protecting me instead Absolutely. of the other way around. Absolutely, he is. He is your pack leader. He's in charge, and because dogs are not dogs are not meant to be the pack leader, it makes them anxious. It makes them fearful. That makes sense. you have yeah. to be. Yeah, you have to be the pack leader. Okay. Well, I will go home and take care of that. And thank you for having such a wonderful show. I can call. Thanks, Wendy. We appreciate your call. <laughs> thank you. Isn't it great that we have a show that we can uh, call? Like no, no, wait a minute. Now, what happens when somebody's breaking into my house and I want the dog to not look at me and say, what are you going to do? That's Joey. That's an interesting preponderance. And I will tell you right now that even if your dog, if you had like four dogs and two adults, the lowest dog on the totem pole in the pack order will step up and defend the pack when necessary. It's just like here at the studio. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. If um, somebody breaks in, we'll use Hal as a shield. <laughs> This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by PetStay. They give four-legged friends the four-star treatment. It's available at Caesars Palace, Paris, and Planet Hollywood Resorts in Las Vegas. PetStay includes amenities like the food, the water dish, the sleeping mat, dog treats, the specialty room service menu. And it's more than pet-friendly. It's pet-focused. And you can get more details at Caesars.com slash PetStay Las Vegas. And let's say you were heading out there tonight. You could check out Ari Schaefer. A very funny comedian. He has puppets. Uh, he does the whole puppet thing, but they're really dirty. Does he even use puppets? Yes. Read dirty sentence. puppets. I don't think he does. Oh, I like that. Oh, he doesn't? Read What's that sentence? It's say? a stand-up comedian actor, Ari Schaefer, describes his comedy as a puppet show, uh, but filthier and without the puppets. See, there you go. So I really screwed that up. Yeah, so he doesn't have puppets, Hal. Yeah. He's really oh. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Even without the you know what? You know what? I have not seen this guy. I have no clue. This is copy that's just right here in front of me. He may be funny, maybe a shot in the dark. I have no idea. But, uh, but you know, everybody should have puppets, especially when you're pulled over by a cop. You want your puppet to do the talking. <laughs>
<laughs> yes. That would that usually works well, especially in handcuffs, you know. Handcuff the puppet. <laughs> Thank you guys for saving me. Ari Schaefer tonight at the Empire Paris, Las Vegas. Thanks, Betsy. Concierge desk, this is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Imperial Palace and Rio in Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash Vegas or call 800-427-7247. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, filling, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Licking Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewies.com. That's Chewies, C-H-E-W-Y-S.com. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Officials at an Oklahoma library have turned to a four-legged friend to deal with a recent bed bug infestation. The Tulsa World reports that the state's only bed bug sniffing dog, Miss Liberty Bell, was called in to see just how bad the Tulsa Central Library's problem was. The facility was evacuated after somebody said they were bitten. However, a spokesman says it appears to be an isolated incident, believed to be contained within a small portion of the library. Still, though, the entire library will remain closed until Miss Liberty Bell and a team of exterminators are certain all of the bed bugs have been expunged. Nothing like a dog going in to kill a bug, right? I don't know. Who trains a dog to get bed bugs? How does a dog know uh, from one bug to the next? Anyway. Former host of The Price is Right, Bob Barker, and the group Mercy for Animals is calling on Walmart. They want them to stop buying pork from a factory farm that he says treats pigs cruelly. On a website video, Barker narrated an undercover video that was made at a factory farm. These pigs in these crates can't even turn around. They can't lie down. Every day is a living hell for them. Barker uh, held a press conference in L.A. He was talking about the undercover video. He's seeking to pressure retail outlets and restaurant chains to stop doing business with suppliers that use the small pens to hold pregnant sows. Well, if you would like to put more playtime into your life, 
One of the best things to do is get a dog. A recent Beneful poll shows that adults who have a dog are 30% more likely to carve out opportunities several times a week to play. And for 61%, the play companion they enjoy the most is their dog. By comparison, 48% would rather play with their spouse or significant other, and 37% would prefer to have a good time with their friends. In addition, the majority believe uh, Americans should spend more time playing. More than 80% say Americans don't put enough playtime into their lives. In addition, 47% of dog owners believe their pets would benefit from playing more often. I would rather play with my dogs than anything. I was on vacation. I couldn't wait to get home and play with my dogs. A Pennsylvania Bears attempt to do a little shopping led to the evacuation of a Pittsburgh mall. According to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, officials say this female black bear walked into the Sears at the Pittsburgh Mills Mall on uh, Saturday, and Wildlife Conservation Officer Dan Pahula says they were eventually uh, they were eventually able to lure this uh, animal between the automatic double doors. They had to tranquilize her. She was shopping. She needed a new wheelbarrow. Uh, they did wheel her outside. Witnesses say the bear was spotted roaming around other nearby stores earlier in the day, although no injuries uh, have been reported. That poor bear was probably uh, just shopping for a new dress or something. Who knows? I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. ScoopFree is the litter box that cleans itself so you don't have to. ScoopFree automatically rakes waste away. But unlike other systems, you can leave ScoopFree alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Stay tuned for a million-dollar dream body announcement. Do you want to lose weight? How about toning and sculpting your entire body in just six to eight minutes a day? You've seen it on TV with Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley. They love the Total Gym. Well, we're out to prove once and for all that the Total Gym melts off the pounds better than anything else on the market in just six to eight minutes a day. So if you want to try it, give us a call because we're going to let up to a million people from across the nation try the Total Gym for just $1. If you call right now, 1-800-335-2589. That's right. The first callers right now from this station get to try the famous Total Gym for 30 days for just $1. The Total Gym will have you in the best shape of your life in just six to eight minutes a day. Whether you want to firm and slenderize or build and sculpt your body, the Total Gym is the one machine that does it all. The first 50 callers from this station right now can try Total Gym for just $1 and shipping is free. Call now, 1-800-335-2589. That's 1-800-335-2589. 1-800-335-2589. 
toll free 1-866-405-8405. Is that slow enough for you there, Guido? I'm moving a little too fast for you today. Jamie Farr, Klinger from MASH. Yeah, he's still alive, and he's going to be joining us in just a few minutes. I guess I shouldn't be saying that anymore. Stop saying that. Got the ire of the Doris Day you people know, when I said that. Yes, sir. Yeah, you've been saying that a lot, but a lot of our Well, because guests, i got to so. tell you, I think animal radio is where you go to die. I mean, look at... Look at <laughs> Seriously. Stop it. First, look at our sorry, careers. And I then, have chest pains. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then look, remember Davy Jones? Davy Jones called us, and then a week later, okay, he who died. Else? Let's no, see who else. No one else. Well, let's see. Um, no. No, there's some dead people. Uh, Rue oh. McClanahan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Um, uh, uh, Dom DeLuise. Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett. Okay. They all come on Animal Radio, and that's it for them. Okay, stop it. Sounds like a job for Columbo. <laughs> yeah. We here at Animal Radio believe all your your animals should be microchipped. And Just spayed in case they and neutered. Lost. Spayed, neutered, microchipped. And you know what? I'd always say a tag, because sometimes when they get lost... That's true. You don't know that they have a you microchip. Need something that you can read. <laughs> need something that you can... To read immediately. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys, let's focus. Focus. And this is this is very serious because the ASPCA did a random digit dial survey of pet guardians. They just got on the phone and started dialing numbers, and to just ask them if they ever lost a dog or a cat in the past five years. Now, out of a thousand people that they called, fifteen percent had lost a dog or cat in the last five years. That's quite high, I think. Actually, a lower number than than had been reported. Really. Is that a lost um, pet that doesn't come home, or is that a dog that just runs down the street and, 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 well, and you can't find them? Some minutes? of them have come home. Some of them have come home. 85% of those lost dogs and cats were recovered. Uh, and then the percentage of lost dogs compared to the lost cats, quite similar. 14% of the dogs and 15% for cats. And then cat guardians were less likely to find their cat. Only 74, 74% of those lost cats were recovered, while 93% of those lost dogs were recovered. On the phone, we welcome back to the show Dr. Emily Weiss from the ASPCA. She's the VP of Shelter Research and Development for the ASPCA. Welcome, Doc. Thank you. Great to be here. I am always concerned about all, you know, we have so many animals, and some of the animals that we have, if they hear a noise, they get really spooked and they take off. I, I, on 4th of July, I lock them all into a, one room because I don't want them to run away. And, mm-hmm. and that has been, you know, 4th of July, the week after the 4th of July, we get dozens of calls, people saying, I lost my dog, I lost my cat, can you make an announcement on the air? Yeah, well, you know, year-round, people can definitely lose their pets, and, and certainly the 4th of July uh, is a time when uh, there's a potential for your pet to run away and um, act in a, in a way that you might not expect, which is often when folks lose pets, uh, you know, things are a little bit different. You're moving or uh, you have equipment coming into your home or it's often um, at times that something different is happening in your home. So you did this random digit dial survey. Tell us a little bit about that. What did you find out? Um, well, yep, we did this survey of um, pet owners, uh, and uh, we really just wanted to find out uh, what the um, experiences are around lost pets and how many people lose them, of those who lose them, how many get them back, um, and where do they look. We were really interested in finding out um, how people are searching for their pets. Mm. And what we found is about 15% of people who uh, have owned dogs or cats have lost them within the last uh, five years. Um, but uh, more of them were recovered than we actually expected. So That's 93%, good. Yeah, 93% of dogs and uh, lower for cats, which is a little concerning, 74% of cats 
Um, but when you think about some of the differences between uh, uh, how pet owners treat dogs and cats, especially um, I heard you talking a little earlier about ID tags, um, cats are less likely to be wearing a collar and tag than mm-hmm. dogs are. And, in fact, we have um, done some research around ID tagging as well. Well, I'm always worried of putting a collar on a cat because they're climbing in trees. And, uh, frankly, your cat shouldn't be outdoors anyway. But if you do have an outdoor cat and they do have a collar, they're climbing in trees. And will that collar get caught on a branch or a twig? Could they choke? Could something happen? That's my main fear. Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, and there's been some great data, um, some great research around um, collaring and cats and looking for uh, the incidence of, of issues like getting the collar caught and found that it's, in fact, very, very low. Uh, and um, as the simple buckle collar, just that that regular buckle collar that we normally put on dogs as opposed to cats, is one that's less likely, least likely, to um, get hung up anywhere. You know, they also have those breakaway collars, yeah. too, that if something, I guess if there's a pressure put on it, it'll just go ahead and unlock. Mm. So if they do get yeah. snagged or hung up. The, the, the same research um, study found that those breakaway collars don't always do what they're supposed to do. They don't uh, always break away. Um, and also, they can break away at the wrong time. What amount of these animals that were found had microchips? What role does the microchip play? Um, well, in our study, the microchip was not um, a way in which the dogs or cats were got home. Um, part of that is simply because not that many dogs or cats um, have microchips yet. Really? And um, in order to get home with a microchip, the animal needs to get to a vet or get to a shelter. We um, are huge proponents as well um, of microchips and feel that they're very, very important. But they're almost uh, the second safety net. The first safety net is that simple ID tag. Hey, let me ask a question. With people losing their pets, how how much do you find that it's just pure negligence? Because I know, listen, I've pets my whole life, and we've always known to close the gate behind you, make sure you're not opening the dog, the door, and letting the dogs run out. I mean, I don't lose pets. I mean, so how often do you find that it's just negligence of the pet owner? You know, I work in animal welfare with people who um, would lay their life on their line for for their pets every day, including me. And some of them have lost their pets. It's, and things can happen to all of us, whether it's mm-hmm. um, we, we make sure we shut that door, but uh, a hinge breaks. Or, um, you know, we lock the gate, but um, a service person leaves it open. Things can happen, uh, even to the most responsible people. What have you learned from the study? What kind of recommendations do you have for people in the future should they lose? their pet? What are the best tips you can give them? Well, one of the most important things um, that we learned is that the the majority of people who lost dogs and cats found them within their neighborhood. Uh, And uh, we strongly suggest um, looking quickly um, and looking often for um, (laughs) your pet right in your neighborhood. Sorry, my my dog is making sure she's not getting lost. (laughs) (laughs) Well, isn't it the deal with cats? People, you know, they lose their cats and then they start searching, going uh, in a a radius, you know, a mile out, then two miles out, and they realize they're just in the bush in the front yard. They're usually just hiding pretty nearby. You got it. Most most people are finding their cats nearby, and um, one of the things that we found with, with cat owners is that they can tend to wait too long, so they wait for the cat to come home uh, as opposed to going out and looking quickly. Now, what about what about stuff like catnip? I mean, if, if you're giving your cat catnip a lot and your cat's feeling all good and all that, even if he escapes, would he stay closer to the house because he's you know he's getting his fix? <laughs> I like your questions. You're making laugh. Um, so <laughs> you're auditory catnip yourself. Um, I would say. Uh, that, you know, certainly catnip can, um, for some cats, can increase arousal. 
Uh, and what we recommend, if you are giving your cat catnip, um, to watch pretty carefully the first couple of times you give your cat catnip to, to watch the way that he responds. Um, potentially, that, that the cat could also just get more aroused and excited and be more likely to, to run outside. I love that auditory catnip. That's what we're going to call you now, Alvin. <laughs> Dr. Emily Weiss, thank you so much for joining us. We can learn more over at the website at www.aspca.org. Folks doing some great work. There is barely enough room in the studio for the violin players. They must come in and serenade us. It only means that Joey Villani, the dog father, is here with his tip for the week. Brought to you by Litter Robot, which automatically cleans the litter for you. Don't need any special supplies or plumbing. Just use your favorite clumping litter and never scoop dirty litter again. We know you love it so much. In fact, they offer a 90-day guarantee available at litter-robot.com. Animal Radio customers get this. You get a 15% discount by using the code ANIMALRADIO, all lowercase, ANIMALRADIO, when you check out at litter-robot.com. Ladies and gentlemen, let us bow. And then just a little jig like that. There you go. Little little robot, so never scoop the poop. Is never scoop the poop. That's what I'm saying. There you go. Hey, you know how I'm always talking about brushing um, your dog and making sure you get all the knots and tangles well? You are. Apparently, Sherry from Texas um, was brushing her dog, and she brushed the dog a little bit too hard Uh-oh. and um, got a little brush burn. And what ended up happening was, from the brush burn, irritating the skin, the dog kept scratching the skin and um, made some irritation that they had to go to the veterinarian and it cost her a little bit of a penny that she wasn't expecting so this is what you're going to do number one if you do happen to brush your pet a little bit too hard and you irritate okay which you want to try to avoid doing but sometimes you know just not knowing trying to work out knots and tangles it happens but i got a good remedy here this is a remedy that we actually um, will use in, in in a grooming salon a lot of times and basically what you do is get yourself some medication powder something like you know like gold bond, like gold bond? Yeah, how gold bond um, actually works really good now what it's going to do the same thing it does when you put it on your skin it's going to relieve the irritation and mainly the itching from it okay so because what happens is is when that dog gets it gets gets irritated and gets itchy they're going to constantly scratch so they're going to scrape the skin and a lot of times almost in most cases is going to cause an infection from that so the gold bond is going to relieve it now what i found is and this is a really good trick i don't know if you ever heard me talk about removing knots and tangles with cornstarch or some sort of powder Uh because it actually makes it a little bit more slick to work out the knots and tangles well if you used a little bit of gold bond and put it in the mat or on on the coat itself don't saturate it on the coat just a light shake and 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 brush that in well that's also going to help automatically so so if it if any irritation does form, it's going to help, you know, soothe it. The other thing it's really good for is for flea bite dermatitis. Now, flea bite dermatitis is an allergic reaction from a flea bite. It doesn't necessarily have to mean your dog has fleas. One flea can bite your dog. And what will happen is, is from the saliva, they get an allergic reaction, almost like a rash that you would get. And the same thing, you're going to, um, your pet's going to get itchy and start scratching. With flea bite dermatitis, this also works wonderful because you can put this on 
and it'll relieve the itching uh, long enough, hopefully, until it goes away, and then you don't have to worry about going to the veterinarian and getting a cortisone shot to relieve it. So it's a really, really good tip for brush burn, for any irritation. Just watch around the face, around the nose, and around the eyes, and all sort of general areas, because if anyone's ever used gold bond around their <laughs> genital areas, they understand what I'm talking about. But um, it's um, it works really good. It's a really it's a really good product, and it's actually a groomer's secret tip. So wow. I'm giving away professional grooming Who secret tips here today. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. Portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Lubricin. Don't let your pets suffer with joint discomfort and their discomfort with Lubricin. It tastes great and animals love it. Visit them at www.lubricin.com. That's L U B R I S Y N.com. And we go to Kathy. Hey, Kathy, how are you doing? I'm real good. How about yourself? Well, I'm hoping your animal's okay. Well, she is and she isn't. What's going on? How's <laughs> that for a terrible answer? Well, well, let's hear about it. Okay, she's one year old, and she is spayed. Her name is Destiny. Okay. And she started having problems when she would go in the litter pan to have a bowel movement. She would come shooting out and kind of drag her rear end on the floor a little bit. And we okay. thought at first maybe she had a hair, because sometimes, you know, that it gets stuck and all that. But it, it would happen more than just once, so we took her to the vet. And the vet checked her out and said that her anal glands had fluid in them. So now she got the fluid out. And then um, I think she stuck her on an inflammatory for a little while. But it was like two weeks after that, Destiny would start doing this again. So now she has her on a steroid, which we're weaning her off of it. And she's also on a very bland diet because of finding out about allergies. Mm -hmm. Now, my vet said there could be something else that's causing her to have this problem because it's not always that the anal glands are that swollen or that filled up with fluid, but she couldn't think of it at the time. Now, you're going to say, why don't I just go back to the vet? The problem with that is she just had lost her daughter in a very tragic accident. So she's taking some time off, and I don't okay. like to disturb her, of course, with that. Okay, certainly. So now i got to ask you, Kathy, with your, with your kitty, what was the status of the stool when she was having this problem? Was there diarrhea or constipation? Just normal. It was normal, but she was still coming running out of the, the poop box? Yes. Okay. All righty. Because there's a lot of different things. When we're talking about something that's causing that dramatic of a situation coming out of the box, we're really going to look for anything that's causing pain. And that could be constipation. It could be diarrhea. And it can be anal gland problems. You know, in cats, it's pretty uncommon. It can happen. But especially in a youngster like that, I'd, I'd look for some of these other potential causes. Mm-hmm. And as we're, as, 
they're working on some of the diet management and the poops are normal. I'm really happy to hear that her stools are good, but we're going to have some challenges as far as now. Right now, is she using the litter box? Are we having any issues with that? No, we have problems now with that. She'll urinate in there, but she won't have her bowel movement in there. And I'm thinking she's afraid it's going to hurt if she goes in there. Absolutely, absolutely. So I don't know how to figure out how to help her with that part either. Okay. Well, if the if the stool situation is improving, so that we're pooping comfortably, we're we're certain that she's not in discomfort. We have to deal with this litter box of litter box aversion, which is a huge problem in cats. So if your kitty knows where the litter box is, uses it, and stops using it all of a sudden, especially if they're urinating and defecating outside of the box, we really have to look at the situation in the litter box. Now, for your kitty, we can really pair that with something painful and uncomfortable. And cats, when faced with that in the litter box, will refuse to go back to that. I and, uh that. Yeah, so we have to retrain her to the whole litter box experience, and that means we're gonna we're gonna start fresh. So we're gonna find a new location for that litter box. Okay. We're gonna add more litter boxes, and we're gonna change the whole structure in the environment. So depending on what type of litter substrate you've used before, we're gonna ask you to experiment with that. So if you've used scoopable, we'll maybe go to clay. If you had a lid on that litter box, get that lid off and set it aside. We'll go back to that later. But initially, we need to train her without anything that's gonna um, cause any kind of uh, compromising of her her emotional state, if you will. Okay. Um, and then we're going to also want to make sure that we change some kitties like easy entry into litter boxes. So I may even change the shape of the litter box. You don't have to buy those those silly ones at the pet store. You can make your own even out of um, plastic storage container trays. And those are really nice, especially for older kitties that have troubles um, with missing the box because it's it can be a low edge. It's a pain to clean because they scoop <laughs> and they scratch things out. But for the cat, when we're trying to train them to make it as easy as possible, it's one other technique you can try to really make that um, less uh, scary or less of an um, imposition for her to use that. So we've got to do all of that. And do not, like I said, do not put that litter box in the same location. Just the location alone can be a very big um, problem for many cats. Yeah, because and when then, she goes, it's always close to where the litter pan is. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. she knows, but yeah. it's just, you know, she won't go in there. Exactly. And it's kind of like, you know... Oh gosh, you know, when you go camping, you know, there are those porta potties and, you know, you just don't want to use them. Sometimes, you know, I don't know anybody who might do this and go off into the woods and, and go in the woods instead of using uh, the porta potty, but it does happen. And it's the same thing that our kitties are experiencing. They want to use it. They know it's the right place, but they just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think you've got the, you know, the right idea. We just have to get those things together to give her a new location, a new, new whole sense of the litter box experience. And then gradually when she starts using that, then we can try to work back to the location or the preferences you have, but we've got to set that pattern first. So what do you think could be causing the pain when she goes if her anal glands aren't always filled with fluid? Yeah, for me, I I do a lot of the same approaches that your doctor has done where we change the diets. Um, I actually, as, as gross as it says, I like evidence. And I, I will actually ask my clients to bring the poop in because mm-hmm. I want I want to see that full movement. Sometimes there can be uh, changes in the shape or the size of a cat's stool. And that may give us some hints to some problems. If there's okay. any kind of looseness with that, mm-hmm. sometimes that may mean that, you know, maybe we really don't have a constipation issue 
Maybe we have more of a parasite. Um, so those type of things we might want to deal with. Okay. And um, it's kind of challenging. And I know you don't want to trouble your vet and you don't want to, to you know, hit upon her in her time of trials but your right. kitty has needs too so i think that's yeah. a you know a valid thing and most veterinarians have um fill-ins or substitutes folks that can kind of work in their absence and uh-huh. uh, and i think that would be very important for your baby okay good luck with that kathy we thank, thank you for you. your call uh keep us posted if you, if you need a follow-up we can do that for you one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. one 405 That doesn't spell anything. It would be cool if it did. We were trying to figure out what it might say, and Kaflugana is the only thing that I could get out of it. Yeah, and I don't know how to spell that anyway. So, But it does have sort of a rhythm to it. It does. 1-866-405-8405. Guido says I say it too fast sometimes. You do. So I, well, I'm sorry about that. Well, let's say it like people leave the calls on the answering machine. Hi, Hi. this is Bob. I got a question about my dog. My phone number is four three seven eight seven four two. Please don't please, please say your phone number slowly and repeat it. Is it true that you have a book out? Yeah, it absolutely is true. Yes, oh. I am a newly published author cool. uh, on a ebook on Yorkshire Terriers. Um, so yes, um, so you can pick it up on Amazon. Um, you can find more info on my personal Facebook page as well. Oh. Um, but yeah, so I have more coming out. Uh, it's kind of a fun new adventure for Dr. Debbie here, and I'm looking forward to more. Why Yorkshire Terriers? Well, because Boss is 50% Yorkshire Terrier. Oh. So that, I have to say, is first and foremost why I chose that topic. But, um, you know, it's just something that I wanted to get into and, um, you know, helping to get the word out on uh, good pet care and important tips that, you know, sometimes a veterinarian knows that, you know, the average layperson doesn't always know. So we like to give the insider tips on those things. Good to know. And check out Dr. Debbie's Facebook page and go like it right now. Mm-hmm. Coming up on the show today, actor Jamie Farr. From MASH, Klinger on MASH, the cross-dresser on MASH. Oh, probably one of my fa- favorite characters on MASH. Yeah. I love MASH. I can't wait for this. This is going to be exciting. Yes. He's, uh, <laughs> he started as a chinchilla farmer back in the day. We'll find out more about That's that funny. Uh, coming up right here on Animal Radio. Yeah, seriously. Okay, okay. I'll tell well, yeah. see if he has any chinchillas around. Uh, you know, yeah. We see him at the office, and you know, we can always uh, squeeze him in down here for a quick visit. Now, what is a, what is a chinchilla exactly? It's it's actually the rodent family. Um, so the, you know, other than what people know as coats, they're the cute little gray, white creatures with those big ears. They have dust baths that they roll in. Uh, very entertaining. And, uh, Are they biters? They, you know, they can bite. Any rodent can bite. But you know, they make really good pets. And really. Um, 
a lot of folks, you know, don't always recognize they can have some dental problems. So that is always mm-hmm. a big thing with these guys, keeping them on a good diet. Um, but they're snuggly. They're so affectionate. And, uh, you know, good for a little bit older kids, not really young kids. Do they use litter boxes? Can you train them? You can, yeah. For most most purposes, they're pretty much cage, uh, cage animals. Mm-hmm. So you get them out for exercise, um, feed them their pellets as well as their hay. And the big thing is they get a dust bath every day. So they don't get water baths. They get dust baths. It keeps that coat so fluffy and soft to the touch. See, I wonder if that's what the birds were doing in the street yeah, here. Yeah, there was... Some a, birds sitting outside in, in our dirt. Dirt. And they, there were some little holes and they, they were, were kind holes of with rolling their wings. in them. Are you sure they weren't getting worms out now, were they? No, they were <laughs> rolling in it. This is really hard, compacted dirt that had little yeah. indentations and they were all rolling in it. It was very strange. fluffing up their feathers. First time I thought, I does, maybe, maybe the dirt absorbs oils or something on them? Yeah, them? That, that or maybe they had some bugs that they were trying to get off and Hmm. Stacy, what are you working on? Dear God, watch what you're doing. This crazy lady, you know, she she piled all her laundry together, and obviously she didn't sort it. She just threw it in, so you know that she's probably walking around with gray whites instead of you know, pink. They're probably tinted. But she threw her cat into the washing machine because she didn't sort her laundry correctly. I'll tell you how it came out. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Have you ever had to deal with that at your office? You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's usually the dryer that the kitty ends oh. up in. Um, horrible injuries. So it's more common than you think. Wow. Yeah, they love to hang out in the laundry. Yes. Yeah, and it's, it's all about, you know, kind of hiding and burying under things. So they see that as a fun opportunity. And then, um, yeah, you just don't always know that that thump is the critter and not the, the shoe or the laundry that you might have in there. Mm. Okay. Well, let's hit the phones. What do you say? 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. And I'm I'm begging you, spay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll I'll go over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome, my friend, Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner, all here toll free. 1-866-405-8405. Very good. You said it slowly slow so people could understand. Yes. Yeah, I understand. Well, you know, if you're listening to XM, it says it right there on the dial. But if you're listening terrestrially, sometimes it does not say the phone number of the station. So I, I got to I gotta slow down every once in a while. Sometimes I talk too fast for you. I wish it spelled something. doesn't spell anything. Conflugida. But that's, yeah. you know, that doesn't work. <laughs> that's even harder to it remember. It is harder. So don't, don't do that. to spell it. Coming up in just a few minutes, Jamie Farr, Klinger from MASH, will be joining us. And yeah, he has animals in his life and actually was a chinchilla farmer. Really? I believe that was I, one of his first jobs. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm looking at you, Hal. I'm not sure. Are you saying I'm giving misinformation, Judy? Because uh, you know I never do that. You like to make stuff. I don't do you like grow to those things. Yeah, chinchillas? Yeah, what do you, where do you plant? What kind of soil they grow in? I will have to ask him. These are very good questions. You know, I was thinking, Manure. what the hell am I going to talk to him about? But now I'm going to ask him all about growing chinchillas. Is that a summer plant? Are they perennials? <laughs> oh, they're an animal. I'm hearing right now in my headphones that they're an animal. A yes. soft, furry animal. They make chinchilla coats? Chinchilla yes. shoes? Oh, good. That's to what them. they used to do. We'll find out more about that in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. You lucky dog.
And are we giving these away right now? Yes, oh, this let's is cool. give away a but a frolly cat bundle. A frolly cat bundle. You're probably saying, "What the hell are they giving away? Do I really want to call and get a frolly cat bundle?" Because yes, that sounds like I could be in trouble with the local legal law authorities or something if they catch me with a frolly cat bundle. But no, you won't. Your cats will love you. See, here we have. Auditory catnip, Alan Cable. <laughs> oh. But uh, at your home, you probably don't have the joy of having Alan around. But if there was a version of Alan that you could have around, it would be the Frolly Cat Bundle, which includes the Frolly Cat Bolt, the Frolly Cat Twitch, and the Frolly Cat Dart. And what are they, Alan? They're toys for your cat. Okay. The Bolt is an interactive laser toy that provides Hours of fun for you and your feline friends. You hold the bolt in your hand and place it on a flat surface and watch your cat pounce I've chase seen and these. bat at this little laser toy. It's a, yeah, it's a laser thing, but you don't have to control it. You can set you it down. You don't have to do anything. Yet. You can actually set a timer on it. You can take off for the day yes. and your cat will... We'll play while you're away. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And then put on the soundtrack from Saturday Night Fever and link yeah. it up. And then put up a webcam. <laughs> the frol- By the way, speaking of webcam, if you haven't seen Paula Poundstone's webcam yet, she has a, a webcam right uh-huh. in front of her feeding bowls for, for- her 16 cats. <laughs> That uh, was, uh, and she has cute little things she posts on the wall. She has a little dry erase board, and she writes. I'll put a link to that. That's over at the AnimalRadio.com yeah, website. Her, uh, her okay, website. So tell me more about Frolic Cat. Uh, say it with a little more enthusiasm. Will tell you? me more about Frolic Cat. Okay. Really? Yes. Now, the fro- okay. the Frolic Cat Twitch automatically bounces and swings an enticing teaser toy. So this is like one of those little oh, like uh, a feather on uh, a string or something. But it does it automatically. Wow. Again, you could take off and then turn on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Uh-huh. Uh, well, and, that, that, you know, you can do any soundtrack. That was just Alan's suggestion right there. Right. And then, of course, the Frolic Hat Dart. It's an automatic rotating laser light that provides hours of fun for you and your feed line. Oh, okay. I got all excited there. So, so your cat watches you chase this Yes, one. it's your turn. And then the cat can take off for hours while you're dancing around <laughs> on the Saturday Night Fever. Uh, turn it on, watch the chase begin. Variable speeds and timer settings offer 16 exciting play combinations. The bundle, the Frolicat bundle, the bolt, the twitch, and the dart. And you can learn more at frolicat.com. Let's go ahead and give one away to the first caller right now at 1-866-405-8405. But you have to have a cat. Sure. I was going to say. How many people buy them that don't have cats. Which one are we going to? We're going to John? Going to John. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Where are you calling from today? I'm in uh, Florida. Beautiful day there today? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. Well, Dr. Debbie's right here. What's going on with your animals? Uh, Well, the problem that I have is I have a 100-pound boxer and I have a mutt, but they drink a lot of water. Well, my problem is I have a a water bottle in the garage turned upside down. In the five-gallon bottle on top of a bowl, it used to only be a two-gallon, and I'd put a bigger one on, but it mm-hmm. would get all moldy inside. So my vet told me it was okay to use pool water in it, which keeps it clear. But I'm just worried about them drinking so much pool water continuously. I mean, they always have fresh in the house, but they're always outside because they just have to be out with you. Now, where is this water container? It's in the garage or it's outside? No, it, it's in the garage, but it's just... The way it is, it just it's so hot here and humid that it gets, you know, the bottle just starts getting moldy, and and they drink quite a bit, plus other dogs visit, and they go through probably, I probably fill it twice a week. Okay. Definitely in a hot environment, so if we have a, a large amount of water, we can definitely have some mold accumulation, some different um 
different things growing in there. So that's not an ideal situation. And definitely changing it more than twice a week, I'd have to say, for any water source, ideally we'd be changing that water daily um, because that alone will help um, decrease the incidence of things growing in that water and, and just losing its uh, freshness. Um, so that would be one thing. And uh, I'm glad to hear it's out of the sun because that's the other tip that I was going to recommend is to keep the water source out of the sun because that will definitely um, hasten uh, the development of uh, green water or slime in there. But, uh, you know, I'm not opposed to pool water, and dogs drink pool water as long as we're dealing with the really diluted chlorinated water that's in pools. It's really not a big deal. Uh, the problem comes if you have pools that are shocked and that have the high concentration of the chlorine, the chemicals in that. That's when we really don't want to be touching that water. That should not be any business for the doggies at that time. Um, but for every, you know, everyday water, it's it's not a big deal. And, okay. uh, you know, some folks, you know, will even uh, add a little bit of bleach to drinking water as a way to keep uh, it uh, uh, safe if you're out hiking. Um, so that's even one thing that we can do is some use some very dilute bleach in the drinking water. Well, that was, <clears throat> that was my next question as opposed to, you know, them continuously having to pull water because I'm just out. I work so much outside, and they're always out with me, and they're just continuously using this bottle. And, uh, I mean, you know, they, they kill it, but it's still it just starts getting green. That was another suggestion was one tablespoon of bleach per gallon of water. And I wasn't sure about doing I mean, they say it's okay for humans if you let it sit 30 minutes, but I wasn't sure for these guys or just stay with the pool water and I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, I could see a benefit with the the bleach, and I think what you said is much higher than what I typically use. I only use about eight drops per gallon um, for um, for the sanitation, sanitizing that water. So um, at that level, you might pick up a little bit of an odor of bleach, but you just kind of let it sit, like you said, and it should be okay for long-term ingestion. Um, but you don't want to eyeball it. You really want to measure it out um, because you get enough bleach <laughs> ingested, and that could be a problem if you're, if you're just kind of winging it on the dilution there. Hey, Doc, um, what about those spigots? Aren't there spigots that you can turn on but they don't, don't drip the water where the dog drinks and it only comes out when the dog drinks from it? Yeah, that's a great setup as well if you can if you can do that and if you have the water source where um, you know you can set that up outside. So, yeah, that's a nice alternative as well because we definitely want to have fresh water. You know, there's so many different protozoas that can, uh, even just in a sitting bowl of water. Yeah. So whether or not we're having large amounts, things like Giardia, which is a protozoa that, you know, it's just a common everyday thing. We can find it in dog bowls, cat bowls, if the water in the bowl is not changed frequently enough. Um, so, so that is imperative. And, and definitely, we want those dogs to drink tons of water. It's good for them. Um, and especially if they're out and they're active in that high temperature, we want to give lots of fresh water for them. And it, it's the high temperature, but it's the humidity, like on my on my back porch. Yeah, John, you know, you make me thrilled that I live in a desert environment. I don't have to worry about mosquitoes. I don't have to worry about green slime. You know, when you started this call, I wanted to be there in Florida with you. <laughs> now, yeah, now but, not uh, so much. Call me around Christmas time. Because animals can't speak for themselves, Luperson is committed to giving them a voice. Pets with undiagnosed arthritis suffer in silence. Be their hero. Give them all-natural Luperson. Luperson's oral joint supplement acts as a natural lubricant, ending your pet's discomfort. Luperson has a formula for you, your pets, and your horses. Tastes great, and animals love it. Visit them at www.luberson.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com.
What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. All multivitamins claim to be complete. But when you read the label, you're often only getting the basics. A dozen nutrients here, a dozen nutrients there, which is why I take Centrum. Only Centrum goes beyond, providing key essential nutrients and more with quality ingredients, so I know I'm at my best. And it's backed by over 30 years of science. Centrum. Always your most complete. Today's Gold Bond Rescue Mission, itching for a birdie. I'm on the 10th green with Sam. Hey. And right now, he's sweating a tricky downhill putt from 9 feet out. That's tricky because I'm all sticky and itchy. That's why I'm giving Sam the powder with the power. Gold Bond Body Powder. The encapsulated menthol protects skin, absorbs moisture, and relieves itching. Now if I miss, it's all on me. Relax. Gold Bond keeps you cool under pressure. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank Gold Bond. This stuff works. Dead old radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. Grab your furry companion and your pet. Bring them around the radio. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Actor Jamie Farr on the way in just a few minutes. Yeah, he's still around. It's funny, our guests recently have run the gamut from the crib to the grave. Everywhere from Brett Michaels to Doris Day. Boy, I didn't realize Doris Day had so many fans calling in. She has a big fan base, doesn't she? She still does after all these years. They were calling for weeks before the interview I to find know. out. When is that going to air? Didn't one hassle you? One yeah. Thing? We were making too much fun of Doris Day? We, yeah, because we were kind of joking around whether she was still with us, and they didn't think that was... They didn't like was, that? They were going to no. come over there and they didn't think that was club very, you with their cane? Yeah. Come straighten you out. Yeah. <laughs> I told them it was Hal and Joey. You got to, you know... Yeah, well, now we can blame it on uh, Cable. Well, and blame it on the new guy, huh? The new guy, he always gets the... Yes, I'm not with anybody. (laughs) This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's. Uh, You know here at Animal Radio, we get a lot of samples of food. And the only food that Ladybugs ever liked religiously for so long, we know is very healthy. Made with raw USDA inspected meat, raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. That is Stella and Chewy's. And you can learn more at StellaAndChewies.com. Is this the same guy? Oh, cool. Yes, it is. We were just talking about you, Terry. How are you doing? Pretty good. We were just uh, reaffirming everybody that, uh, yes, the women here are definitely hotter than they sound on the air. All right. And the men are uglier. Yeah, we're dog ugly. We what, have radio faces. What's going on in your world? Well, I've got two rescue dogs. Um, we've had them for about a year and a half now. One is a uh, men pen. The other one is an Australian cattle dog. And uh, we took the cattle dog first. We had her for a short time. Our neighbor had a uh, chihuahua. They got along real well. Then the neighbor moved, and we went and got the men pen. But she does really well with the with the little dogs. She adapts with little dogs all the well. But when it comes to dogs her size or bigger, uh, she just has a temperament problem, and we don't know what to do with it. 
she'll, I mean, you can hear her snapping uh, her jaws so hard trying to get at them. Uh, so she's not socialized at all. And being we don't know her past uh, family life, uh, we don't know what to do with her. So what do you that's do? a big problem. What do you do? Firstly, there's a lot of different kinds of uh, aggression in dogs. It's probably the most common problem. And uh, your dog is fearful, very, very anxious and afraid, and that's why she's reacting like that when other dogs come to her. She's afraid, and she figures the best offense is a good, the best defense is a good offense. And whether she would go at them or not, we don't know. But what are you doing when your dog's acting like this? What's your behavior? Uh, usually yelling at her to stay, you know, pulling back on the leash. Uh, we've tried taking her to the dog park a couple times, and to get her to um, socialize is, is almost impossible. Now, our daughter has a uh, an Australian cattle dog, also a different color. We have a blue, and theirs is a tan. And um, now they bring it over. It was a puppy to begin with, and if we're right there with them, uh, we can keep them from, you know, but she growls and... Uh, she snapped a couple times, but not. But you get. Didn't bite the you dog. get. But you get very anxious. You're you're very anxious, and your energy is very manic when your dog's acting like that. Oh, you're sure. you're afraid sure. too, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know the, the best. <laughs> the the best advice to me because I would love to work with someone like you and be there because that's what it takes because it's behavior modification that you have to uh, involve yourself in and to do that you have to understand what's triggering your dog and you already know that other dogs are triggering your dog and and you have to know how to divert and redirect your dog's energy and and get your dog to where he's not or she's not afraid of other dogs I, I would suggest you visit a behavioral therapist a, a dog behavioral expert because there are certain things you need to know so that the problem doesn't get worse the simple solution is just don't bring your dog around other dogs for a while don't bring your dog around other dogs because that's the trigger but in order to change your dog's behavior that's a little involved and it's a little difficult to explain on the phone i could give you if if somebody gets me an email address i could actually write you out a plan of action that you could follow but getting a behavioral expert would be a very good idea for you to teach you how to be calm and be an assertive compact leader because that's what your dog needs your dog is anxious and fearful because the dog is protecting you as well as afraid for itself right now. Yeah. See, my wife uh, is there with the dogs all the time, and I work. So, um, and and uh, when we got her, uh, this dog has never tried to leave. I mean, it's like she walked through the door and said, "Okay, I'm at my home, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to you know, stay right a... here. The gates can be open. She'll bark yeah, at people." Very fearful. Oh yeah. I have a I have a neighbor with a dog like that. This dog is just a mess because they were taking a walk one day, and another dog attacked while his dog was on a leash. And ever since that day, he's been a wreck. So his dog is a wreck, and he won't let his dog be around other dogs. And I was walking by his house, and his dog is barking like a maniac. And I walked up there, and he's freaking out. The neighbor's freaking out. And I said, Larry, just leave me alone with your dog for a couple of minutes. Go in your house. And I had them playing and acting like dogs within 10 minutes. I mean, they were, they were just acting like dogs. His dog was acting like a dog again instead of like a mess. And that's because that's the dog is feeding off his energy. His energy is so manic and crazy, the dog <laughs> thinks there's something to be afraid of even when there isn't. It's, it's like Joey's in the room. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, that makes sense because, uh, and my wife gets, uh, her son was here with his daughter 
a baby, and no, I don't want the dog because she snaps and she growls and that. And I said, this, it, the dog is fine. Leave him alone. And and we've never had any problem. I mean, it's a baby, and a baby's full on dog. And she's done really well, but my wife gets really anxious, and I can see it then, you know, because she keeps him away and, and puts her out in the garage when the baby's there and things like that. Well, your wife is smart. I mean, you should definitely keep the dog leashed when the baby's there. You don't, you don't know what could happen, and, and the, the, the time distance between a dog becoming fearful and actually being aggressive is so short and so unpredictable if you don't know what you're looking at when you watch a dog that it's very smart to be cautious when there's a baby around. But you can keep the dog around you. Just make sure the dog is on a leash. Make sure you're right there when the baby approaches the dog at all times. Yeah, okay, that works. And I'd be glad to uh, see your plan of action. I, uh, we love these little dogs, and, and uh, we've really had a great time with them, but my wife gets so tired worrying about them. And uh, it's like the Minpin. We got her uh, him a year later because the other one seemed to miss that little chihuahua that was next door. So they get along fine, but the Minpin would run out the gate, and we'd chase him for blocks. Now he's to the point he's been here long enough he, he doesn't go out the gate anymore. Mm. Well, it is exhausting being around dogs that aren't uh, that aren't calm and uh, and don't know their order in the pack and don't understand exactly why they have nothing to fear. A fearful dog and a dog that's unsocialized is a very exhausting dog. And so to to you know to 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 uh, solve that problem, you need to modify the behavior of the dog, and it's not always successful. But if you're a calm, strong, assertive pack leader, you can make a lot of those behaviors go away. The other thing that this this uh, Australian cattle dog does, I mean, we like taking them to the dog store and and places, you know, because we figure that's good for the socialization. When that dog, when the cattle dog is in the car. Uh, she barks at everything, and particularly when uh, we get underneath an underpass or an overhead uh, freeway sign, she'll just go crazy trying to, you know, barking at it. It, it and, just sounds uh, like she's totally consumed by fear and anxiety. Okay. Terry, give us your email address. Hang tight. I'm going to put you on hold, and we'll uh, fry up Alan to that. By the way, you can email Alan. Anybody can email Alan. Send your spam, too. Alan, A L A N at animalradio.com. A L A N. And I'm still, yeah. I'm still waiting for a picture of Joey in that outfit we talked about. <laughs> well, I, hold on, I forget. What outfit are we talking about here? The one you told me you keep in the back of your closet. <laughs> Oh yes, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that right out there. I got a quick question though for you, for you know that that pertains to um, that caller. If if I had a puppy, and the best, what is the best thing that I should do in order to get them used to certain things? Just socialize and and walk. I mean, do I should would you introduce your pet to basically you know everything, the people around you, other pets, and 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 the leash? Would you say that that's probably the most important things that you can do? In the beginning, you know what? In the beginning, you're absolutely right. You should bring your dog into the most situations, around the most people, around the most other dogs that you can, and and get yourself used to being calm, putting yourself in a calm frame of mind that you are in charge, that you are the pack leader. And yeah, you bring that puppy into all different situations. The more exposure puppies have to people and other dogs and situations where there's noise and and all kinds of things going on, the calmer they will be 
when they grow up. They just get used to being in different situations. It's kind of like if, if, Joey, you were never in a thunderstorm and all of a sudden you were in a thunderstorm, what would that do to you? You wouldn't know what it was. You'd be freaking out. And you're a person. People can explain this to you with words. But dogs don't communicate with words. So every situation that they're, they're not in, when they get thrust into it, you don't know how they're going to react if they've never been in that situation before. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Stay tuned for a million-dollar dream body announcement. Do you want to lose weight? How about toning and sculpting your entire body in just six to eight minutes a day? You've seen it on TV with Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley. They love the total gym. Well, we're out to prove once and for all that the Total Gym melts off the pounds better than anything else on the market in just six to eight minutes a day. So if you want to try it, give us a call because we're going to let up to a million people from across the nation try the Total Gym for just $1. If you call right now, 1-800-335-2589. That's right. The first callers right now from this station get to try the famous Total Gym for 30 days for just $1. The Total Gym will have you in the best shape of your life in just six to eight minutes a day. Whether you want to firm and slenderize or build and sculpt your body, the Total Gym is the one machine that does it all. The first 50 callers from this station right now can try Total Gym for just $1 and shipping is free. Call now. 1-800-335-2589. That's 1-800-335-2589. 1-800-335-2589. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. You know, I'm not the most, uh, I, I guess you wouldn't call me Susie Homemaker. I'm, I'm just, I don't spend that much time with my laundry and cleaning and things like that. But I do sort my whites and my darks. This Scottish woman though, she needs to sort her cat with her darks. She's most likely going to give it a little bit more attention after she accidentally tossed her cat in the washing machine. Emma Lothian told the Scotsman that Tinker, her family's 10-week-old tortoiseshell, was apparently sleeping in the laundry basket with a pile of dirty clothes, and it wound up going through the hot water wash cycle before she was discovered. Lothian says she first noticed something was wrong when Tinker wasn't running around her legs as she did her chores. Eventually, she heard a noise coming from the washing machine. Lothian saw Tinker stuck on top of the clothes, and she pried open the door to get her out. Well, she immediately wrapped the cat in a towel and brought her to the vet and says it didn't look like Tinker was going to make it. But the vet, John Buxton, who says he's never seen a case like this, put the cat in a heated oxygen chamber and eventually made a full recovery. Yay for Tinker. 
Well, the Utah photographer who spotted a person dressed like a mountain goat on an Ogden hillside is describing his encounter. Cody Creighton says the photo is showing a costumed human mingling with real wild goats on Ben Lomet Peak. With the binoculars, I could clearly see it was a guy dressed up in a homemade goat suit. It was like kind of furry and matted, and he had like big leather gloves on because he's on his hands and knees crawling on the mountainside. State officials say mountain goats can become aggressive and inflict serious harm. They also worried that the individual who was dressed as a goat could be mistaken for wild game by hunters. Well, state wildlife officers say they heard back from the man who claimed to be the person in this homemade goat suit who was seen on the side of the mountain. The 57-year-old hunter told the w- Division of Wildlife Resources that he was testing out his suit in preparation for a goat hunt in Canada next year. Officers were never concerned about any law that was being broken. Instead, they were worried about the safety of anybody who would put on a homemade goat suit and go running after a herd of real mountain goats, which have real horns, by the way. And uh, they're also known to be very territorial. Firefighters in Florida, they were forced to make a big rescue this week. WFOR-TV reports Pembroke Pines Fire Rescue and the Southwest Ranch's Volunteer Fire Department were called to save Strawberry, a 900-pound pig. That is a big pig, a lot of bacon there. She fell into a pond on her way to her new home. The team says they used a ladder and a large tarp to get the animal out of the five-foot deep water, and their efforts were successful. Strawberry was eventually returned to her trailer for the 450-mile ride across Florida. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicab, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicab.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. Any multivitamin can say it's complete. But when you dig deeper, are you getting more than the bare basics? Does it have everything essential? With quality ingredients? Clinically studied? Do the homework and you'll find the choice comes down to just one. Centrum. The multivitamin that goes beyond the basics of other brands. With nutrients essential for optimal health. So you're at your best. Centrum. Always your most complete. Today's Gold Bond Rescue Mission, working down a sweat. I'm on a construction site with Jack. Hey, how you doing? It's another hot day, and as always, he's in work boots. After sweating in these for 12 hours, man, my feet itch. That's why I'm giving Jack Gold Bond Foot Powder. The max strength cooling menthol controls odor, absorbs moisture, and relieves itching. Wow, that's some serious cooling. And how about those dogs? Drying comfortable? Extremely. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank Gold Bond. This stuff works. Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. You're listening to Animal Radio.
see another underlying theme developing here, Judy. Uh-huh. Good friends of the show, Gary Berghoff, of course, Loretta Swit. Now, now, Jamie Farr is joining us. <laughs> J- Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I didn't realize that. Uh, I know Loretta uh, is with uh, a- a- animals, actors, and others, and I didn't realize that Gary... Uh, was on your show. I, uh, I we support, of course, uh, uh, animals, actors, and others, uh, along with Betty White and Earl Holliman, and yeah, you, I'm sure, know the history of that organization. Oh, right absolutely! There. And I want to talk about you because we don't have a lot of time here. Okay. You didn't start off. I mean, I guess you wanted to be an actor, but you, you had to take some of those kind of iffy jobs, right? Before, so. Oh yeah. I, are you kidding? Yeah, one of them. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, I tell this story quite often. Uh, uh, when I was uh, studying theater uh, in Hollywood, I had to take a job as a, uh, a in a chinchilla ranch uh, where I had to clean out the dropping pans. Clint Eastwood was uh, in the class. He was cleaning out swimming pools, and a wonderful actor by the name of Robert Donner, who used to be on Mork and Mindy Exeter, uh, he used to have to clean out the theater. So uh, we we had these three cleaning jobs. Uh, we lost Robert Donner this past year, the yes, wonderful sorry, actor. Yes. And of course, we know what happened to Clint Eastwood and Jamie Farr. <laughs> so, so working on a chinchilla f- a farm or chinchilla ranch, cleaning up poop. Eventually... <laughs> a bit, a... Yeah, that's, uh, I, was, I was really raking it in then. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. When you got hired for MASH, it was like for one episode, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You know, Gary and Loretta... Uh, were assigned to the show right from the beginning, and I was sort of just a uh, tack on. I was a one-day uh, day player. I came on. I think I got two hundred and fifty dollars for the day. Uh-huh. I had like four lines on the show, and uh, the next thing I knew, they kept calling me back. I did about six shows that first year, and then I came back the second year, did about twelve shows. And then on the, in the third year, they signed me to a contract. Wow, that's you know I always thought you were the uh, the most sane person <laughs> on that show. There, you have a, a warped way of looking at the world. I'm afraid, Al. <laughs> yeah, he does. I understand that uh, there was a book that you put out in 2003. I believe I'm guessing Joy is your wife. Yes, uh, Joy is. Uh, uh, we've been, uh, I, I, I often say I've been with the same woman for 44 years, and if my wife ever finds out. <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, two children. We have a son uh, who's married and uh, blessed us with a grandchild. Uh, and uh, our daughter's 30, uh, 34 years old, and uh, she's unmarried. We're, we're, we're looking around trying to find some uh, nice young man. I've, I've got a wonderful line I tell everybody, and Alan Alda gave it to me. He says, you know why uh, grandparents and grandchildren are so close? It's because they have a common enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Well, we have a lot of animal lovers listening, and, you know, animal lovers would make uh, a good spouse, I would imagine. I think so. Yes, they do. You know, my wife is the, my wife is the Pied Piper. If there is an animal out there, they will go to her. She is the kindest, sweetest thing that you have ever imagined in your life. We've, we've always had pets. Uh, we, had, we, we had a, uh, a pet. I bought her a, a, a poodle, uh, years and years ago, and then we found a stray dog and brought that dog in, and uh-huh. then, uh, we have now three cats in our house, uh, uh, and uh, I, I can't think of one time when we didn't have animals in the house. And uh, if you if you are an animal and you come and stay at our house, you're going to be spoiled because <laughs> my wife 
will do everything in the world to make that animal comfortable and happy. A five-star resort there. I wanted to go back to the book. The book is about a camel. The camel, I guess, was an uh, inspiration from the MASH series? Oh, you're talking about the one that my wife and I wrote yes. called The Baby's uh, Christmas. Yes. Yes, uh, that was a children's book. The particular camel, was that something you did introduce on MASH? Yeah, it was an imaginary camel that I had named Habibi, which means sweetheart in Arabic. And so uh, what we decided, why don't we create a uh, uh, Habibi uh, marries uh, his wife Habiba, and they have a baby called Hababy. <laughs> I know we don't have a lot of time. I want to mention that 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. all day Monday, it's it's like a marathon. It's it a is 12 a marathon. It's a mash marathon, which I host. I do all the wraparounds for it. And it's uh, 20 episodes of uh, half-hour episodes of matches that I have selected. Uh, a lot of them featuring me, of course, uh, of course. flying over the compound with fuzzy pink slippers, showing up as uh, the Statue of Liberty when General MacArthur's arriving, uh, eating a Jeep, uh, uh, being Zoltan, the uh, the great gypsy fortune teller, uh, and uh, any any number of things that I have done on the uh, on the show over the 11 years. It's just a fun day, and I know if, if you're a fan, you'll enjoy it. And if you've never seen the show, here's a wonderful opportunity to see a great, great television series. And it's on the Hallmark Channel Monday. Yeah. So if you're off Monday and you, you, you need something to do, this is an awesome way to spend your Monday watching the MASH Bash with Klinger hosting. Jimmy Farr, of course, joining right. us. And, of course, you'll see you'll see Loretta and Gary on there, and you know how much they love uh, the animals. Absolutely. So, uh, that's a good, good, another good reason to watch the, uh, the, the day's event. Jamie, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you, and you have a good, safe day. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guests at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, it's Vinny Penn coming at you, your party animal on Animal Radio. Hope you're all doing well. Saw a preview for a movie recently. I'm it's the new Jackie Chan movie. That's what it is, where he's, it's an age-old riff. It's a comedy, but he's a nanny for a bunch of kids. And at one point, he feeds their pet pig some bacon. And the little girl at the table just says, that's just wrong. And during the preview, the, the kids in the theater erupted, and it was found this, this really hysterical. I, I, I don't even know why people have pet pigs. They just never struck me as... This is because this became some trend years ago. I think thanks to George Clooney and Luke Perry. Well, maybe George Clooney, but nonetheless, my daughter turns around and looks at me and says, "Well, what's so funny about that? Why is everybody laughing at that?" And I said, "Well, it's kind of sick, you know. They're feeding a pig bacon. Uh, you know, bacon is pig." My daughter looked at me like, "What are you saying to me?" And she's a pretty bright little girl. And I said, well, bacon is, you know, that we get that from the pig. And she said, well, what do you mean? And then I really I made it even worse. I'm like, you know, bacon, ham, which she heard now ham was down the two. Basically, what I did was invented. I created a vegetarian, I think, that day. And bacon was like my daughter's favorite thing. Uh, and it's now that's it. There's no reason to even buy it anymore. And even seeing it in the house. 
uh, I think would, would send her off the deep end. Uh, but literally, I don't think she has any idea what she's eating when she's eating it. Not long afterwards, she had, she was eating a hot dog and she was like, Daddy, what's this hot dog made from? And I'm just thinking, you know, should the answer be, oink, oink, <laughs> please eat, honey. Vinny Fed, Party Animal on Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. You're listening to Animal Radio. Dr. Debbie, what are you working on in the office there this week? Oh my gosh, it seems like ears and skin is the summertime topic around here. So, you know, all this hot weather, especially parts of the country with humidity, we see a ton of scratchy, itchy pets with rashes and ear infections. So um, it's, it's a good time to flip your pet over, look at that underbelly, lift the ear, take a good whiff and smell. And we, a lot of times your nose will tell when there's infection. So You like those, those smells, babies. don't you? I do. I do. I am all about it. It's, it's all about investigation and clues. And for me, it's not just about talking and like hearing the story. I want to see it. I want to uh-huh. smell it. Don't often taste things, but you know, sometimes they're <laughs> unintentional uh-huh. tastes that come flying your way. <laughs> Judy is, uh, is uh, smelling her dog's ears. And just getting licked all over my face. Well, you know what? You need to, Judy, if you're not doing this, you should be cleaning ladybug's ears regularly Uh-oh. and it sets not only not only are you cleaning to get wax out of there but you're also setting good patterns well how do you clean yeah. it well we want to use a good rinse um, basically a dog rinse should be an acidifying rinse if we're not treating anything special so they may contain ingredients like acetic acid boric acid and that basically makes the environment so yeast and bacteria don't like to thrive there <laughs> so you squeeze it in you massage the ear canal and I do it so you hear that squishy 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 sound like that uh-huh. and then step back let ladybug shake her ears and then you follow with cotton ball or kleenex and just wipe i don't usually use q-tips in the average dog um unless you know we're in the veterinary office that's a different setting judy you better do that after the show today okay after her bath we'll just give her from head to toe you, you want to do the anal glands no i'm not i'm gonna <laughs> let dr debbie do the anal glands i'll pull out the glove for that <laughs> we go to line four we have jody on the phone hi jody you wanted to talk to joy Hi, Hi, how are you? I'm marvelous, and what can I do for you today? Joy, I have a 12-year-old female domestic short hair cat, and I need to know from you what's going on with her. She just doesn't seem to be herself, and um, I'm not sure if it's just age, but she's just slowed down a lot. Okay, and tell me her name, please, Jody. Her name is Roxy. Okay. When I asked Roxy about not being herself, she looked at me like pretty much like I was crazy and <laughs> wanted to know exactly what that could mean. Her eyes are just very dilated all the time. She feels very firm in the middle, and um, she's just, you know, she I don't know if she's in pain or not for any reason. Okay. Um, she tells me, yes, she would agree with those things, which is a good thing, because sometimes they don't agree with our assessment of things. And she says she's not feeling all that well. 
she's not really experiencing pain. She's experiencing discomfort. And the place that she's experiencing most of that discomfort on you, it would be almost to the bottom of your ribs, kind of like where your third chakra would be. Okay. It's about that same place on her. And um, you may want to ask either our vet, Dr. Debbie, or your vet uh, what something like that could be because she feels sort of stuffy in the middle, but the the discomfort is up by the backbone. Okay. So on top, not necessarily on the bottom. Exactly. The place that she shows me that is the most uncomfortable to her is right up by her backbone. Okay. She takes the stairs very slowly, so I'm wondering if that may have something to do with it, too. Um, What she shows me when she's going up and down stairs, it's really uncomfortable for her to do that. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your call, Jody. Alright, thanks. 1-866-405-8405. That is the number to connect with our dream team. If you're brand new to Animal Radio, Animal Communicator Joy Turner, Dog Father Joey Volani, and Dr. Debbie All in studio for your calls. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. And let's take another one for Dr. Debbie. We have Mark on the phone. Hey, Mark, what's up? Yeah, I'm an 11-year-old rat terrier, and he's never had his teeth cleaned, and I'm getting a lot of frightening numbers when I just called around to vets. Is there any way of doing this in a cheaper way? Okay. $800 and stuff like that. Okay. And you know, oh gosh, you know, Mark, it's, it's really hard to give an accurate number for a dental cleaning over the phone, first of all. Um, especially if your baby's never had teeth cleaning. Um, in the 11 years, there's a lot of stuff that can settle in and a lot of problems that can settle along those gums. Um, right. so the hard thing is to try to find a price conscious price, uh, for a dental cleaning and one that's going to still do, do your doggy, uh, justice. So for me, I'd make sure if you're getting those quotes over the phone, the first thing would be to make sure you do get someone to actually look in your dog's mouth and to see because some dog mouths are really quite horrendous and have a lot of work that needs to be done others may not be so bad so before you make that judgment on on where you're going to go with things um get that uh you know eyeball on your dog's eye uh mouth if you will um but as far as uh cost of the dental cleaning it's going to depend a lot on what we've got going on so a basic dental cleaning may just in be scaling, polishing, taking tartar off the teeth. But if we've got loose teeth, we need antibiotics, or if there's going to be the need for surgical extractions, then that price definitely goes up. So um, while I don't have a I guess an easy answer for that. Um, you might just check around, do a little bit of shopping. Um, but some other alternatives for folks, if you're looking for dental care and maybe you need that and you know you need an $800 dental cleaning that entails extractions and antibiotics and pain medicine and you know that's something your dog needs, you can look for some other resources if you're looking to get some help for that. One tip might be to check if you're in a state that has a veterinary school, um, they train veterinarians to clean dogs' teeth. Um, and many uh, schools also, many states also have veterinary technology programs. So basically the vet nurses that do this procedure in the vet offices. So if you check to see if those type of uh, schools are in your area, you might be able to come in um, at a discounted rate. Um, kind of like my mom, when we were kids, we always went to the hairdresser 
hairdresser, and it was the hairdresser school. Um, so we never really had a professional uh, haircut when we were kids. But, you know, hey, it was great. It helped, you know, future hairstylists get a good education, and my mom saved some money on that. So there's no harm in that. So um, if you need some resources there, you can check out uh, veterinaryschools.com as well as just searching for veterinary accredited schools. Outside of that, if you're looking for other assistance financially for veterinary care, the Humane Society does have a listing of some different resources state by state that you might be able to find to help you with the cost of um, veterinary care. Um, But I guess the bottom line here, Mark, is that when we have those teeth that haven't been touched by a veterinarian in 11 years, it's going to take some work. Um, So um, I would be cautious. Um, Anybody can clean teeth, but if we leave diseased teeth in, then we're not doing your doggy any good. So unfortunately, cost uh, may guide you towards the best veterinary care that your doggy needs. I have another question. He just went through a bout with being constipated pretty bad. I mean, I got to the point I was giving him enemas and stuff. I don't know what caused it, but I, he eats pretty good food, cleaner one beyond, and, and uh, okay. has no in it or anything. Also, I have a question about bones. He loves bones, and I know cow bones, he can't chew them up and eat them so much. He leaves it behind. But I know with the pork bones, he can chew them and eat them and swallow the whole bone. Is that bad for him? Yeah, yeah, I am not a fan of bones, I'll tell you that. Any bones, whether they're cow bones or pork bones, any bone that a dog chews on can be exercised for the teeth. Now, if your doggy has rotten teeth and he needs them cleaned, I'm going to tell you, take those bones away, because that's going to be painful for him while he, until he gets his teeth taken care of. But any bones that dogs chew, they can break off shards, get those stuck. Um, I've seen bone shards go down the esophagus, get puncture through into the respiratory tract it can really be some bad stuff so it's not the best way to deal with um, maintaining dental care Um, and then I also want to ask you regarding the constipation thing there Mark um, is your dog neutered? Yes he is okay great because um, that would be something that can be a cause if a dog's not neutered, a male dog's not neutered, they can have prostate problems. Oh. So you might you might make sure you get your your little guy into the vet and just um, you know have them look at from the head to toe and see what's going on there. Dietary wise, a lot of times we can uh, find some solutions for constipation, and you know sometimes something as simple as giving canned pumpkin can help kind of loosen up the stools or even bulk them up a little bit. And give your your fella, your old fella there, 11-year-old rat here, give him a pat on the head from us and uh, all our best doggy wishes for him. All right, thank you. I'll look into that vet school. Thanks for calling, Mark. I appreciate it. one 405 8405 You have a dental dental cleaning. It's something you got to do because you can get a lot of fatal diseases if you don't do that. Is it generally more expensive for a cat or a dog to get their teeth cleaned? You know, I think it tends to be more expensive for cats because most people don't see the need for regular preventative care for cats, so it gets a lot more advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, with anything, prevention, prevention, sometimes that 150 to $250 bill seems like a lot for regular cleaning. But, you know, if it helps put off these bigger problems down the road, mm. um, it, it really can be a savings. But he was talking about $800. Yeah. Well, that seems in, in, steep. It, yeah. But that isn't just a cleaning. That's probably a pet who has periodontal disease. So we've already got erosion of the gums. There's advanced uh, dental disease. It probably smells pretty putrid. And you know what? I bet it also includes blood work and things of that nature for an old elderly dog. 
In generally, yeah. Like in my office, uh, you know, a dog of that age would have blood work. We'd have an IV in place. And, you know, they, they get antibiotics because we know there's infection. We don't want to disturb those bacteria, send those into the bloodstream, and have those cause problems. So we want to make sure we protect the babies. And for God's sake, get rid of those bones. And even, yeah. even rawhide, too. I guess uh, compressed rawhide is what you re- recommend, right. isn't it? Yeah, I'm a fan of that just because it lasts longer, gives them a good chewing ability. Um, but, you know, any pet that has injured teeth... If they're, they have advanced dental disease or we have problem teeth, that's not how we want to intervene. So I, that's when I take those chew toys away and make sure we get the teeth taken care of before you reintroduce, mm. reintroduce that. Well, that's all we have time for today. Remember to check us out at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash animal radio. And in fact, you like us over there. We have prizes all week long. And I think we're starting a brand new contest. Uh, I'll have to check with our social networking director, Allie. Mm-hmm. She's doing a wonderful job over there. Uh, we're also on your Twitter. You can tweet us at Animal Radio. You can write us emails at yourvoicetatanimalradio.com or call us at 1-866-405-8405. We're here all week long. I'm losing my voice. Yes, you Good are. Thing Good thing it's the end, end of the show, show yes. <laughs> and be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's new book. I want to thank Jamie Farr for joining us today. The season of stars continues next weekend with uh, we don't know yet, but you'll you'll find out when you join us for more Animal surprise, Radio. Surprise, surprise. Thanks. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.